to be at church today. Is anybody ready? Ready for what God wants to speak to you today? I want to take a moment and uh, just tell you about iGroups one more time. If you haven't gotten in a group, our groups have kicked off in the last couple of weeks. And if you have not gotten in a group, we encourage you to do that. You can go online to yourimpactchurch.com slash iGroups. And you can get all the information you need there and the dates. And just a reminder, we're alternating them every other week this this uh, semester. And so you've got two uh, every Thursday, and every other Thursday is when the men's and women's. I know that sounds confusing. So be sure and go online. There's a there's information on there about what dates the, the certain groups are happening. But we want you to be in a group. We believe that you don't just need a personal relationship with Jesus. That's important. But you also need a shared relationship with other people. Your relationship with Jesus needs to be shared with other people so that you have people around you heading in the same direction that you are that can encourage you and be a part of your life and pick you up when the time comes that you fall. Something happens in your life, you have people around you that can encourage you and pick you up. So don't forget about that. Get in a group this week, this Thursday evening. Also, Next Steps is beginning in two weeks. So make sure if you want to be a part of that, that's more about the vision of our church, how you can get involved, all the information that you're going to want to know if you're new here, or maybe you've been going here for a while, but you just don't really know why we do what we do and, and everything that we do. And so if you want to know more about that, you can be there at Next Steps. It's just three classes. We have those are about an hour long each, each Sunday evening, and so it won't take a whole lot of your time, but we just want to be able to give you all of that vital information so that you know uh, what we do here and why we do it and how you can be a part of what we're doing. And one last thing is Made New Weekend is next Sunday, so we're going to be celebrating in baptism. If you uh, are ready to take the next step in your walk with Christ and you've given your life to Him and you want to be baptized and you want to publicly uh, let everybody know that, hey, my life has changed. I'm following Jesus. Next Sunday is your Sunday. And so be sure before you leave today, go over to Impact Central right around the other side of this curtain and get signed up, get registered for baptism so we can be prepared for you. All right. That's a lot. That was a mouthful. And I tried to get it all out in less than five minutes. So I think we did pretty good. So thank you for being here again today. Those of you that are even watching online right now, we're excited. Maybe you're watching this at a later time. Uh, we're excited that you've tuned in. Uh, to be a part of us here at Impact Church. And what a great weekend we had last weekend, right? Celebrating one year in the life of our church. It's exciting. It's, it's crazy, again, to think that one year has come and gone. But I believe that year two is going to be better than year one. Do you believe that? I believe the best is yet to come. Come on, y'all going to have to talk back to me a little bit better than what you're doing right now. I believe that the best is yet to come. And year two is going to be better than year one. And we're going to reach people and impact people's lives for the kingdom of God. And so I want to get us started in this new ministry year. And I want to preach a message to you today that I have titled, Keep Stepping. Everybody say, Keep Stepping. Come on, look to the person to your left and tell them, Keep Stepping. Now, if, you just, if somebody just said that to you, look back at them and say, I don't know where to step. <laughs> well, I'm about to help you out. <laughs> Keep, keep stepping, keep stepping. For those of you who have uh, ever had kids, or maybe you have uh, toddlers or a baby, maybe you remember the days when you were trying to get your kid to walk. Come on, does anybody remember this? When you were trying to get them to walk, and you go through this, you go through this process. I remember this very well with our kids, and you you go through this process with them of, you know, first you're like you're trying to get them to crawl. And just, just get mobile, just move. And then when they start pulling up on things, you know, you're holding their hands, right? 
And you're, you start to move with them, and you're trying to teach them. You know, you're like kicking their legs from behind. You know, trying. It's like you got to do like this: move your leg, move your leg, and you're trying to teach them to walk. You're trying to. You're going through this process of trying to get them to get from me to you. A lot of times, you know, somebody standing over there like, "Oh, come on, though, come on, though, baby, you can do it." You know, and and we. I don't know why we talk in these goofy voices when we talk to our kids, but we do, and I'm guilty of it too. But it's a process, isn't it? We eventually, you know, after we've held their hands, we've walked with them, then we eventually get to the point to where we let go and allow them to walk on their own. We let go of their hands, and the first few times as they're taking steps, they're probably going to take three or four steps, and they're going to fall over. And then they're going to take three or four steps and fall over. But before you know it, they'll be able to keep their balance, and they'll be walking in the way that they're supposed to be walking. And the entire purpose is to eventually see them take their own first step, to see them eventually take a step on their own. And what do we do? A lot of times we get the video camera out, we try to capture these moments, or nowadays we get our smartphone out because a lot of times your iPhone has a better camera on it than you can go buy just a camera at the store. And so we get it out and we're recording it and we're keeping it, you know, we're buying the biggest, you know, phone with the most space, storage space on it so we can store all these videos on our phone of our kids doing this stuff. And we're trying to capture these moments. And this last week I began to think, why do we teach our kids to walk? As I was getting, I was getting ready and I had this idea in my mind and I was putting it down and, and trying to, you know, finish all of this up. I began to think, why do we, why do, what is the purpose? Like, why are we trying to teach our kids to walk? When they're so little, why are we in such a hurry to get them to crawl? Why are we in such a hurry to get them to walk somewhere and to do something? Because... We want them to crawl so that they can then walk, so that they can then get around on their own, so they can eventually go to school, so they can hopefully get a job. Can I get an amen? So they can make a good living, so maybe one day they can get married, so they can hopefully have a family, so they can provide well for that family, so they can then teach their kids how to do the same thing, and then the process starts over and over and over and over again. So when we think about this idea of, of them taking a step, really what we're doing is we're trying, to, we're trying to get them to the next level so that after that they can go to another level, and then they can go to another level, and then they can go to another level and another level and another level until they're eventually fulfilling the purpose that God had for their life, and then they're teaching their children to do the same thing. So it's not just about them taking a step so that we can record it, and take pictures, and have all of these memories, there's, a, there's an end in mind, even though sometimes we're not thinking that way while we're just teaching them to walk. Are you with me? There's an end in mind, and it's a process to get there. There's a process to get there, and each thing we desire for them to do is another step. And if you ever stop on one of those steps, and you don't move to the next one, you stop growing. Can I preach on this for just a moment? If you ever stop on one step, you stop growing. If you don't take the next step, you stop growing. You stop learning. You stop moving forward. You just stand still in one place, and you never get to where God intends for you to be. You can't, you, you can't stop on, well, I like this step, so I'm going to hang out for a while on this step. Because I don't really want to move to the next step. And when you, when you do that, you stop 
your growth process. If, if, the, if the child crawls but never walks, they're limited on what they can do. If they make a good living but they don't get married, they're missing out on something that maybe God has for their life. If they have a family but don't provide for them, they're missing a step. They're missing a step. There's always a reason why we're supposed to take the next step. And let me ask you this question as we dive in for the next few moments together. Simply this, are you stepping? Are you stepping? We're going to ask ourselves a difficult question today, myself included. Am I stepping? Are you stepping? I heard a a preacher one time talk about how our lives were like a stream of water. I don't know if you've ever heard this example or not, but it was like a stream of water. And water, come on, how many of you know that water that sits for too long in one spot eventually becomes bitter and nasty? If, if the water stays in one spot for too long and there's, there's stuff flowing in but there's nothing flowing out, eventually it gets bitter, it gets nasty, it turns colors, it, it's, it's not, you don't want to drink it. Let's put it that way. It's not fulfilling its purpose. And I did a little research uh, this week about a place called, anybody ever heard of the Dead Sea? This, this is mentioned in the Bible and I was researching on this, and there's uh, you know, different names for it or whatever. But I found this, and I just want to read this to you so I don't mess it up. And maybe you've heard of it before, maybe you've heard this before, I don't know. But this is, what, this is what I found. It says, The Dead Sea is famously known for being one of the saltiest bodies of water in the world, and certainly the deepest hypersaline in the world, at a depth of 304 meters, which is 997 feet. And the reason for this high salinity, the Dead Sea is a terminus for is determinist for the flow of rain and surface water, which means water flows into it but doesn't flow out. Its water has no escape but is trapped to just evaporate. The soaring summer temperatures and year-round hot, dry climate conditions lead to significant losses of water and evaporation. The water has been losing its H2O content for 65,000 years. With the minerals becoming more and more concentrated and salt prominent among them, Earliest translations of the name of the Dead Sea into non-indigenous languages often use its original name, which was the Salt Sea. But already by the Roman era, visitors of Judea had begun to refer to the sea as the Dead Sea, as they were mostly struck with how the waters were devoid, come on, listen to this, how the waters were devoid of all life forms, whether plants or living creatures. Can I just tell you what happens when you get in when you get in a spot and maybe there's stuff flowing in but there's nothing flowing out of you there is no life there is no growth you're just losing 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 just like this sea I found this interesting that for the last however many years it's been losing water because all it does is sits there and the water is just evaporated and just sucked dry out of this sea And I believe it's the same way in your life and in my life. That when we take a step and then we stop on that step, that things begin, like life begins to just be sucked out of us because we're not moving it forward. There might be stuff coming in, but there's nothing going out. Water flows into this area, but it never flows out. And because this water is so salty, nothing can live in it. 
And I wonder this morning how many of us in this room are not fully alive inside because nothing is flowing out of us. Nothing is flowing out of us. Come on, have you ever known somebody like this? The Lord was blessing them financially, but they weren't being a blessing to other people. You ever, you, you, ever, you ever had an encounter with somebody like this that you just picked up on it? The Lord had given them a dream, but they weren't seeing it forward and doing their part to bring it to life. It was time to step into adulthood, but they just wouldn't make the shift. The Lord had provided a job opportunity, but they just wouldn't make the most of it. The Lord had given them a gifting or a talent, but they wouldn't use it and put it into action. Blessing was flowing in, but never flowing out. God was putting stuff in, but they weren't giving it out. They weren't using it. They weren't doing with it what God intended for them to do with it. Can I tell you today that when God implants something in you, it's not for you to just consume it and sit on it? That when God puts something on the inside of you, a dream, a vision, a gift, a talent, it's so that you can use it to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life. But too many times we sit on it and we think that just because, because God gave it to me, this is for me to consume, and I'm going to consume it, consume it, consume it, consume it. Well, I'm so glad I'm talented in this area, but I'm not using it. I'm just consuming it. I'm so glad that God has blessed me financially, but I'm not going to help anybody else. I'm so glad that I'm where I'm at, but I'm not going to help anybody else get where they need to be. And there's blessing flowing in, but there's nothing flowing out. And we're sitting on what God has given us. You're sitting somewhere that the Lord has brought you, but instead of continuing to move forward, you've settled. And can I tell you something that I know about being settled, about settling? That settling is a dangerous place to be. When you get to the place that you have settled, and this is good enough, and this is all I want, and I don't need any more, and I don't want any more responsibility, and I don't really want to do that. I'm just going to settle right here, and I'm not going to take another step. Settling is a dangerous place to be. I'm okay with the type of marriage I have, so you don't put any effort forth into the relationship. I'm okay where I'm at in life, so I don't look for any opportunities to be a blessing. I'm okay with just scraping by, so I don't step into my full potential. I'm okay with with how much I've served in the past, and so you begin to get your focus on yourself and the things that you've already done. And can I tell you, it's okay to be content with what God has given you, but there's always a next step that you need to take. It's okay to be content. We need to be content with where we are. Because when we're not content with where we are, we start seeing what everybody else has, and we start coveting what everybody else has. Well, I wish I had that car. Well, I wish I had that big of a house. Well, I wish that I had their money. Well, I wish that I had their wife or their husband or their kids or their job or their, you know, their talents, whatever it is. When we're not content, we start looking at other people and thinking, well, I wish I was like them. And we're not ourselves. It's okay to be content, but there's always a next step that God is looking for you to take. There's always something more. There's always something bigger for you. There's always something better for you. There's always something that God wants to do. There's another thing that God wants to do through your life. And it's not good to settle. It's not good to settle. Just this, just this last week, I had, um, I don't know why this illustration came to me, but it did, and so I'm just going to tell you. Uh, I had this cup of water on my desk. I usually have something to drink right there. 
And at this point, it was water. Usually, it's not. My wife can attest to that. I'm not a big water drinker. I don't know why. But there was this cup of water, and it had been sitting there over the weekend. And then we had been out of town a lot this week and a lot of stuff going on. And when I got back and I sat down at my desk, I looked over at that water, and it was about half full, and it was not clear. Can I just tell you? It did not look good. And I don't know, you know, there's all this stuff floating around the air, and you got dust and everything. Well, there's all this stuff sitting on top of the water, and the water's all cloudy, you know, and it's like, I'm not drinking that water. I don't, it it just didn't even, it did not even appeal to me because it had been sitting in the same place for so long. It was no longer fulfilling its purpose, which was to hydrate my body, come on, to get in here so that I feel better. It was not fulfilling its purpose because it was just sitting on my desk for a few days and turning nasty. It was not fulfilling what it was supposed to be fulfilling. And as long as the water is flowing from the faucet into the cup and then into my body, it's fulfilling its purpose. But when it sits for too long, it turns bad. It gets bitter. And nobody wants it. Are you hearing me? Nobody, because it's been sitting in the same place for too long. Now let's talk this morning about the Israelites for just a few minutes. And just to kind of catch you up to where I'm about to read one verse, that's all we're going to read today. Some of you are disappointed, I don't know. But we're going to read one verse and then we're going we're gonna to break it down, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to apply this to our lives today. But just to get you up to this point, the Israelites have been slaves in Egypt, okay, They've been slaves in Egypt, so they took a step. They cried out to God. God provides for their deliverance, and Moses helps deliver the people, so they take a step, and they begin to worship God. God provides food and water for them while they're in the wilderness. They eventually enter the promised land, so they take another step. They fight the battles God's way, and he provides the victory. Then they settle. I took this step. God did something, I took this step, God did something, I took this step, now I'm where I think I'm supposed to be, and I'm just going to sit down right here. And they settle for comfort, they settle where, you know, the land that they're supposed to be in, but they weren't supposed to settle the way that they settled. They settle down, they settle into comfort, they settle into familiarity, and they stop stepping with God. Come on, say, keep stepping. They stopped stepping with God. And the book of Judges talks a lot about the things that they did. I don't know if you've ever read this book in the Bible. The things that they did after they stopped stepping with God. And at the very end of the book of Judges, this is what the Bible says about the people who settled and stopped taking steps with God. One verse, and this is Judges 21, verse 25. In those days, Israel had no king All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. They're doing what God's telling them to do. God is our king. He's going to deliver us. We're crying out to God. They take a step. God delivers them. They're excited about it. They take a step. They begin to worship God. Man, God's providing for us in the wilderness even though we're out here and even though they complained and we can go into all that and we can preach a whole message about complaining, but we're not going to get there today. 
but they're complaining, doing all this, but God is still faithful. He's still providing for them. They take another step. Joshua takes over. They go in and they fight all these battles and they take over the land that they're supposed to have that God had promised them that they would have. And then when they get there, they just forget about God. As time goes on, they just forget about, we're just going to get to the point where we've settled enough and this is familiar enough and we feel like we've arrived where we're supposed to be that the people started doing whatever they wanted to do. Whatever they felt was just right in their own eyes, everybody's just doing their own thing. I feel like this is, this is okay to do, so I'm going to do this. I feel like I, maybe, I, maybe this would be fun to do, so I'm just going to do this. And they start doing whatever they thought was right in their own eyes. The people stopped taking their next step with God, and it led them to a place, come on, if you read the Bible, it led them to a place and a lifestyle that they would later regret. And they would later, later be crying out to God, God, get us out of this mess. I don't even know how we got here. Well, I can tell you how they got there. They stopped taking a step with God, and they started going their own way, doing whatever they wanted to do, no more, no more stepping in the direction that God was leading them. So this morning I want to give you, really quick on this, this thought, I want to give you three things that happen when you and I stop taking our next step. And then I want to talk to you for just a moment about those next steps. And so what happens when we stop stepping? And you can write these down. I think these will help you. And maybe you'll find yourself, I know I did as I was getting these and putting them down, I found myself in, you know, at some point in my life I've been every one of these steps. And so maybe you'll find yourself even right now in one of these. Here's number one. When we stop stepping, we become critical. When we stop stepping, we become critical. When the Israelites got into the wilderness, we're going to talk about this for just a moment because I wasn't going there, but we're going to talk about it for just a moment. And they got there, and they started, you know, like, well, God is not even here. Like, we're not even seeing God. They just kind of settled down in the wilderness. And something that was only supposed to take them a matter of weeks to get somewhere took them 40 years because they became critical. They became critical. They began to complain. Well, if I was the leader, I wouldn't have done that. Can you believe Can you believe this Moses guy? Everything he trying to get us, you know, trying to get us to do. Moses... You know, who is Moses anyway? You know, who is, and people did this to Jesus when Jesus came. They didn't like what Jesus was doing. They didn't like the way that he was going about things. And people start thinking, well, isn't this just the carpenter? I know he just like, I know this guy couldn't see for his entire life and now he, the blind eyes are open. But isn't this just the guy that was born 30 years ago that has lived with us and we've seen him work and grow up and, you know, all these things, and they start they start thinking, well, is this really what is this really what God would do? Is this really what Jesus wants me to do? Is this and we become critical? Can you believe that's going on? Can you believe they asked me for that? They asked me to help them, or if I was on this team, I would do it differently, or I I, I can't believe that no one no one told me, or I can't believe we, we become, when we stop stepping and we stop taking our next step and we sit down and we become settled, then we become critical a lot of times. Because all we can see, when we settle down, what we start looking at is me. Come on, I'm preaching to myself today. 
When I sit down and I quit taking steps with God, I quit spending as much time in the Word, I quit asking God, where do you want me to go next? What do you want me to do next? What's the next thing? What, what is my purpose? Where are you leading us in this? What, where are we going? And I sit down and I settle, then I start looking at all my problems. Come on, you ever been there? Well, if God was really, if God, well, if God was really delivering us, then we wouldn't be out here in the wilderness for 40 years. Well, if God was really on our side, then why is all this bad stuff happening? Well, if God was, if this was really God's will, I think I just missed it. Like, I'm just going to settle down here and try to figure out what I'm doing because if this was really God's will, it wouldn't be that hard. I wouldn't have to be going through what I'm going through right now. And a lot of times I sit down on one step and I start thinking about everything you start thinking about all the things that you've done and all the things, well, I thought that was God, but maybe that wasn't God. And, well, I thought they liked me, but maybe they don't like me. And I thought I was going to get the promotion, but I guess I'm not going to get the promotion. And maybe all you need to do is kid up and take the next step. And you don't know what is waiting for you in the next step. But if we stay on this step, we're not ever going to find out what's up here and what's over here. And what's over on this side? And God says, do this. And whoo, God, I'm just going to do it because I'm taking steps with you every single day because I want all that you have for my life. Are you stepping with God? Here's number two. Number one, we become critical. Number two, we become cloudy. You ever just felt like you just couldn't think clearly? You ever just tried to, let me just ask you this. You ever tried to just figure it out on your own? No, it does not. You just try to figure it out on your own, and you just, I've told my wife this multiple times. It's like I'm trying to, it's like, oh, man, i got to figure out how to do this. i got to figure out how to, how to make this better. i got to figure out what, what this is going to look like. i got to figure this out. What are we going to do, you know, in this area with our kids? What are we, what, what, what we going to do when this, this season comes? All these different things. And it's like just take a moment and just take a step with God and just say, you know, <laughs> God, what do you think is the best thing for me to do right now? Instead, of, Because what we do when we try to figure it out on our own is we get cloudy. And the enemy puts all these thoughts and we're like, well, I could do this, but this might happen. And I could do this, but this might happen. And I could do that. And that might work out. And I could move over here and I could do this. And that might be good. And I might enjoy doing that. And I might be where I need to be. And that might help me you know, feel more, feel more uh, fulfilled in my life if I just do this and that. And we never take a, a moment a lot of times to just say, God. What is my next step? Because I'm so cloudy right now in my mind, the enemy is bringing all these thoughts into my mind, trying to confuse me and distract me. We read something just this last week that said, if the enemy, the enemy can't destroy you, he'll do his best to distract you. So we've got to be stepping. We've got to be stepping with God. God, what, when I wake up in the morning, God, what is the first thing I need to do today? What's the next thing I need to do today? As I'm going through my day, God, what do you want me to say? This situation just, just came up, and now what do I need to do? What do I need to do? But when we stop stepping, things get cloudy in our mind because we're trying to figure it out on our own. Come on, are you with me? We get critical. We get cloudy. We can't seem to think clearly. I don't know what, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. We get stressed out about it. When if we would just keep stepping with God, God's got, God's got us in the palm of his hand. And his plan for your life is perfect, and it's good, and it's exactly where you need to be. So if you keep stepping with God every single day, 
then God's always God's going to keep stepping with you. He's not going to leave you and say, take a step, take these three steps, and I'm going to hang out back here and see how that turns out for you. No, God's like, come on, just step right here, step right here, step right here, step right here, and before you know it, you're exactly where God has always wanted you to be. So we become critical, we become cloudy, and here's the third thing. When we stop stepping with God, we never fulfill our purpose. We never fulfill our purpose. Each step that you take with God is one step closer to where he's taken you. And if you stop stepping, you never get there. If you start walking somewhere, this is just just the simplest example I could come up with. When you start walking somewhere and you stop walking, you never get where you were going. And God has taken every, God has a plan and a purpose for you and for me and for every one of us individually, specific, as a group, all of these things. But when you stop stepping, you never get there. And then you start thinking, well, what my life would have been like had I been doing this. What my life would have been like had I take that next step. Had I stepped out in faith like I felt like I was supposed to and not set back for comfort, what my life could have looked like. And we never get to fulfill our ultimate purpose because we stopped stepping. Now, here's the good news today. You can start stepping today. God didn't leave you. God didn't see you stop and just take off and say, well, you know what? I'm going to go worry about all these other people because they're stepping. No, God's still right here with you. And he's saying, you know, if you'll just take, just take another step. I know, you're, I know that it seems difficult. I know that you don't understand. I know that you're not really sure what to do. But if you'll just take this next step with me, then we can take another one, and then we can take another one, and we'll keep stepping into God's purpose for our lives. So just because you've stopped stepping doesn't mean that you can't start today. You can start stepping again today. The Israelites had to keep taking the next step to get to the promised land. Now, did the journey look like what they thought it would? Probably not. Will your journey look like you think it will look? Maybe. Probably not. I know mine has not. You think that you're gonna you think you're gonna get this and you think you're gonna be here and you think it's gonna look a certain way. And it doesn't look anything like that. But can I tell you, if you're stepping with God, you're exactly where you need to be. And if you don't have it yet, it's because God doesn't need you to have it yet. You just got to keep, that's right, you got to keep stepping. You got to keep stepping with God. Every single day when you get up, step with God. So here's the the million dollar question today. What step do you need to take? Every one of us sitting here, I believe this with all my heart, every one of us sitting here, God has another step for you to take. So my question to you is the million-dollar question. What step do you need to take today? This week, what step do you need to take? This month, what step do you need to take? Tomorrow, what step? do you need to take? You need to be asking yourself this all the time. God, what step do I need to take today? What step do you need to take? Maybe you've been, I don't know, maybe you've been serving in an area and the Lord has been, you know, wanting you to take a step and 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 step into some kind of leadership role in that area. 
is, will you take the step? I don't know what your next step is. I'm going to give you some examples and some of the things that God put on my heart to just kind of get us, our, our minds wrapped around this. But if that's you, you've been serving somewhere and, and God's been saying, you know what? I, there, there's more to this than what you're doing. There's more to this than where you're at. I want you to now step into this. You've been doing this for a while. Now I want you to step into this and I've got something greater for you here. I don't know. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been just talking about some things in our church. Maybe you've been assisting in iKids and your next step is to actually become a teacher. Will you take the step? Maybe you've been attending Impact on Sundays and your next step is to get in a group this week. Will you take the step? Maybe you've been sitting on the sidelines and your next step is to join a team and begin serving and begin, you know, you, you, you've, been, you've been sitting here and, and stuff has been flowing in and now your next step is to start letting it flow out of you. Let it flow out of you into kids' lives. Let it flow out of you into people as they come in the door. Let it flow out of you uh, because God has, has, has gifted you musically. Let it flow out of you because you're good with graphics and things like that. And God said, I've put this in you, and it's not for you to just sit on. It's for you to use. So will you take a step? Will you take your next step? Maybe you've never been a, a giver, and you feel like God is calling you to give, and it scares you to death. And I remember this. When, you know, maybe maybe you've never even really been a tither and you don't really understand the whole concept of the tithe and that's a message for another time and we can talk about that later on. But maybe you're feeling like, you know what, I need to, there needs to be a percentage of my income that I say, you know what, God, before I do anything else, I'm giving this to you because I trust you. Before I do anything else, I'm going to give you the first 10%. I'm going to give you whatever that looks like in your life just so I can, it's not, God doesn't need your money. And you're not giving, we have this misconception a lot of times, you're not giving to the church when you give your tithe. You're giving through the church. You're saying, you know what, God, number one, I trust you with my money. And you can do more with 90% of my money than I can do with 100. And so I'm going to go ahead and just give you what I know belongs to you. And I'm not giving it to the church. I'm not giving it to do this. No, I'm giving it through the church. I'm giving it for the person three years from now that'll be sitting in a chair that I don't even know their name yet because I know that we need to reach more people. I know that we need to do more. We need to be out there more. We need to have more people know, know God and find freedom and discover their purpose and making an impact in other people's lives and then start the cycle all over again. And that's why I'm doing it. It's not, it's, it's not giving. We, I'm going to get off of that because <laughs> I'll get into that more than what I want to today. And we don't have time. I don't know what your next step is. Maybe you've, you've never started a relationship with Jesus and your next step is to accept him as your savior. Will you take that next step? I don't know. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. I don't know what your next step is. But I'm asking you to ask yourself, ask God, what is my next step? What is the next thing that I need to do? What is the next thing that I need to step into with God? I believe that God has a next step for every single one of us. And you, if you feel like, let me just say this. If you feel like you need to pray about it this morning, I, I encourage you to pray. God, what is my next step? What is the next thing that you want me to do? What is the next area you want me to step into? What is the next role you want me to step into? What am I supposed to be doing that I'm not doing? But here's, here's, what I want you, here's how I want you to pray because I don't think we need to pray. I don't think we need to pray, God, do you want me to do something? 
God, do you want me to take a step? God, do you, I think the way that we need to pray every day is, God, what step do you want me to take today? Because God's always stepping, and he's always moving, and he's always doing something new, and he's always looking for, you know, he's always looking for that person like, who can I send? Who can I, who can I have to do this? Who can I, who can I get to, to, to put a smile on their face and brighten someone's day on a Sunday morning? Who can I get to serve meals in a parking lot for, for people and just be a blessing to them? Who can I get that would really take it seriously and pour into kids' lives and really bring up the next generation and instill a foundation in them that they'll, they'll, they'll build on for the rest of their life? Who can I do? And God's looking for people that will say, why not me? What, what, is my, what do you want me to do? What is my next step? What step do you want me to take today? And I'll, I'll step into it. I'll do it. Will you stand to your feet today? What is your next step? What is your next step? What is, what is the thing that you need to start doing that you need to, to, to move into a different dimension, take it to another level. I've been doing this, but I feel like there's more to it, and I know that I'm supposed to, this is what God has called me to do, this is what God is telling me to do today, and so I'm going to take a step today, and I'm going to do what he's telling me to do. Will you take your next step? Because the decision is up to you. I, I can't, I can't preach you into your next step. I can't, I can't make you Step into the next thing that God has for you. I can't make you take take your 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 spirituality and your relationship with God and your your serving and, and whatever you want to say. I can't make you take it to the next level. All I'm doing is telling you what God told me to tell you today that there's a next step for everybody, including myself. And we need to ask ourselves today, God, what step do you want me to take today? What step am I supposed to take today? God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing in our church. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for everything that you have already blessed us with. God, I thank you for every person that's serving, every person that's giving, every person that's doing what you've called them to do. And God, I pray today that we would just have this passion and this desire rise up on the inside of us to ask the question, what step do I need to take today? What is my next step today? How can I take this to another level? How can I do it better? How can I, how can I do it more? How can I step into some kind of leadership? How can, this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do, so I'm going to start taking steps in that direction. God, what is our next step today? And God, I pray that this would continually be, continually be our prayer as a church. What is our next step? What is our next step? God, don't, let, don't allow us, help us to be content with what you've given us, what you've blessed us with, how you're using us. But God, don't ever let us settle right where we are. God, there are more people that need to know about you. There are more people that need freedom in their lives. There are more people that need to discover their purpose. There are more people that need to be an impact made in their life. And so God, what is our next step? What is our next step? With your heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to invite our prayer team to come down to the front today. I want to ask you this question. For those of you that are here today, and right now you feel in your heart, you know in your heart that today my next step is to begin a relationship with Jesus. My next, can I just tell you today, and I know you've probably heard this before, but this is the honest 
truth, that will be the best decision and the best step you ever take in your entire life is to give your life to Jesus and say, God, I want everything that you have for me. I want life to the fullest. I give you my life. My way does not always work and hasn't been working, and I want to do things your way. I want to give you my life today. So if that's you, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. There's nothing, you know, magical about a prayer. This is just you between you and God as we pray this. This is you praying this to your heavenly Father and giving your life to him. And so if that's you, I want us all to do this all over the room today. I want us to pray this. If you'll just pray this with me out loud, just in support of those that are making this decision for the first time. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I thank you that I don't have to get it together to come to you. My life may be a mess, but I give it to you today. I want everything that you have for me and nothing that you don't. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come live in my heart. Help me to live for you. I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For those of you that prayed that prayer and you accepted Christ for the first time, I encourage you to tell somebody. Don't, don't keep it to yourself. I believe that you need to be bold about it. You need to be excited about it. It's the best thing you've ever done in your life. You need to be looking for somebody. If you want to come down to the front and just have uh, some of these people on the prayer team just pray over you, and you just want to share with them, today I gave my life to Christ. Today it was my day. I'm now a Christian, and, and I don't know what to do next. Maybe you need to know what to do next. What, am I, what does that even look like? We want to help you in that area. We want to answer those questions. We want to be there for you. We want to pray for you. And if you're here and you need prayer for anything in your life, it could be what we talked about today. It could be something completely different. You could be having some kind of some some kind of issue going on, or you just you know, maybe you're you're trying to figure out what to do in your life, and and you just can't figure out how to make the right decision. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to be a member of this church. This could be your first time here, but we want to invite you to allow us to pray with you. It's not going to be weird. We just want to agree with you and pray for you and pray with you that God's going to show you what to do, that God's going to show up in that situation, that, that, that when you go home today that things are going to begin to make a turn for the best because God's plan for you is good and perfect. And we just want to pray with you. So if you need prayer for anything or you need to come down and just share that, that you accepted Christ for the first time, we invite you to do that as we begin to sing this last song. We invite you to come down for prayer. God, I pray that you would... Uh, just draw every person, Holy Spirit, draw every person today who needs prayer for anything in their life. In Jesus' name, amen.